Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Good evening, I'm Nora O'Donnell and thank you for being with us on the CBS Evening News on this Wednesday night. We're following a number of breaking news stories tonight with a major shakeup in the race for the 2024 Republican nomination. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie just moments ago suspending his presidential campaign just five days before the Iowa caucuses. Our new reporting tonight on who he might endorse and if it will change the Republican battle. Plus, those major winter storms slammed the Northeast with flooding in New Hampshire, Connecticut and New Jersey. And authorities in Florida are now assessing those tornado damages. But first, there's more breaking news tonight with a major avalanche closing down a popular Lake Tahoe ski resort in California. Search teams and emergency crews just finished scouring the slopes in search of any missing skiers or snowboarders. We know that at least one person has died and at least three people are hurt. We're tracking storms, too, from coast to coast with another round of severe weather ahead. So tonight we have team coverage and CBS's Andrew Hobner will start us off from California. Uh, This is a very sad day. Peril at Palisades. First responders scrambled to search for victims buried in the snow after an avalanche struck a ski resort near Lake Tahoe in the Sierra Nevada. We are able to confirm that one male has passed away as a result of the avalanche. It happened around 9.30 a.m. local time at Palisades Tahoe, just as an early group of skiers started to head down the mountain. I saw it when I was going up the chair. And then as I came around, anybody that was off the chair, we just all got asked to help and start probing and start trying to just find people. 
These trails are popular with expert skiers and snowboarders due to the steep and rugged terrain. At least one other person was rescued with non-life-threatening injuries. And tonight, this region is coping with another storm that is expected to bring high winds and as much as two feet of snow by tomorrow. In the last year, at least 30 people were killed by avalanches here in the United States. Nora? Andrew Hobner with that breaking news. Thank you. Now to more of that dangerous weather that is pounding the northeast with heavy rains and flooding. At least five people have died as a result of the latest round of storms. CBS's Meg Oliver reports tonight from a flooded Patterson, New Jersey. The monster winter storm that pummeled the south also pounded the northeast. Homes flooded in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, after powerful waves hammered the coast. The iconic Pemaquid Point Lighthouse banged up in Bristol, Maine. Historic building. It's never been damaged like this. Officials warned residents to shelter in place during dangerous coastal flooding in Kenny Bunk. And in Portland, streets were submerged. Cleanup continues in Florida after catastrophic tornadoes tore through the panhandle. CBS's Dave Melkoff is in Panama City Beach. The National Weather Service is trying to figure out how fast this tornado was actually spinning. Bending steel beams like this and yanking them out, they're pretty well secured there. So this would be about 125 mile an hour wind. What EF is that? That's a two. And tonight, some New Jersey residents trapped in their home, surrounded by flood water. So how high do you expect it to get? It, I expect it to get all the way up to here. Charles McDougall and his family moved here in 2017. This is the third time he's been hit. So back in December, when the flood hit, it went above that mailbox. Yes. How much damage did your house suffer? Maybe about $10,000, $20,000, maybe. And so you're just cleaning up from yes, that? Yes, just, we're just getting through. Tonight, emergency crews are going door to door, advising folks in low-lying areas near the Passaic River to evacuate before it crests tomorrow. Nora? Time to heed those warnings, Meg Oliver. Thank you. And we should note that nasty weather, it is far from over, with even more rain, gusty winds, and flooding in the forecast. So for that, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis. He's with our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. Hardly any time to catch our breath before the next big storm comes roaring in and once again has its eyes on the middle of the country and the Midwest. Large footprint of snow here, including potentially around a foot of snow in Chicago. It will be accompanied by very intense winds. We could have full-blown blizzard conditions here as things really ramp up Friday afternoon and evening. Some places here are going to see winds gusting over 50 miles an hour. Across the northeast, the snow mostly confined, though, to the New England area, with I-95 mostly a Rain event that may then end up exacerbating our flood risk that we have here. A lot of creeks and streams are already rising. Oh, and then on the heels of all that, our biggest Arctic outbreak of the season with Nora. Dozens of states expecting record cold as we go into early next week with dangerous cold temperatures even across the south. Important information, Mike Bettis. Thank you. All right. Now to that blockbuster political news. Just days away from the Iowa caucuses, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie announcing just a short time ago he is suspending his campaign for the Republican nomination. Christie has been promising to do whatever is necessary to keep Donald Trump from winning the Republican nomination. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports tonight from Des Moines. It's the right thing for me to do. In an impassioned speech tonight, Chris Christie said he was reluctant to exit, but could no longer see a path to victory and didn't want to help Donald Trump 
get back to the Oval Office. I am going to make sure that in no way do I enable Donald Trump to ever be president of the United States again. And that's more important than my own personal ambition. The former New Jersey governor explicitly campaigned to block Trump, frequently calling out other rivals for failing to more forcefully denounce him. I would rather lose by telling the truth than lie in order to win, because this is a fight for the soul of our party and the soul of our country. And he had a final warning for voters. Anyone who is unwilling to say that he is unfit to be president of the United States is unfit themselves to be president of the United States. Meanwhile, in Iowa, the remaining candidates have just five days left until the caucuses. Tonight, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley are set to face off in their first one-on-one debate. But Trump is sharing the time slot by appearing elsewhere at a solo event. If you don't know there's a caucus coming up in Iowa, you're living under a rock. Iowa Republicans expect more personal outreach. That's why the former president, who's opting to spend time in courtrooms this week instead, sent two of his former cabinet secretaries, Ben Carson and Matt Whitaker, to address this conservative breakfast club today. But Bob Rawlings is among the Republicans looking for someone else. He voted for Trump in 2020, but says he's now leaning towards either Haley or DeSantis. I think uh, with me, um, obviously, uh, one of the issues is uh, border security and the lack of uh, good policy towards that. So I want to hear what they both have to say about plans for border security. And Ed O'Keefe joins us now from Des Moines. All right, Ed, I got to get your take on this with Chris Christie dropping out. What does it mean for candidates, especially like Nikki Haley, who is surging in New Hampshire? Well, Nora, Christie's exit is seen as a potential opening of a big lane for Haley, another mainstream Republican like the former governor. And there is a poll out this week in New Hampshire that has her just single digits behind former President Trump. But sources tell CBS News Christie has no plans to endorse Haley. In fact, tonight, before his speech in New Hampshire, he was overheard by reporters on a hot mic doubting her chances, saying, quote, she's not up to this. Nora. Mm. We will stay tuned, Ed O'Keefe. Thank you. And I will join Ed and our CBS News team in Iowa as CBS News will have full coverage of the Iowa caucuses, including special live coverage on Monday. It is very cold in Iowa. You can find us right here on CBS, the CBS News streaming app and at cbsnews.com. Back here in Washington, there are a few genuine surprises at the U.S. Capitol, but there was a big one today. House Republicans were thrown for a loop when Hunter Biden appeared at a hearing called to hold him in contempt of Congress. CBS's Scott McFarland was there as the meeting descended into chaos. Mr. Biden, you plan on testifying today? The president's son walked into the House committee room telling CBS News he was willing to take a seat at the witness table. The committee was set to vote on whether to hold Biden in contempt of Congress for snubbing their subpoena last month for a closed-door interview. Biden has insisted he'd only testify at a public, open hearing. I just want to ask unanimous consent. To swear in Mr. Biden. The quorum turned into chaos. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. Republicans again today declined to swear him in. You said the witness can choose. Mr. Biden doesn't make the rules. We make the rules. 20 minutes later, uh, excuse me, Hunter. Biden bolted. 
Adding another chapter into the probe of his business dealings and the committee's claims without direct evidence, the president benefited from them. Why are you choosing to leave now, Mr. Biden? Why not stay a while? I have a statement to make to the press. It was his attorney who spoke. Republicans have sought to use him as a surrogate to attack his father. Biden's appearance surprised even some Democrats. I had no idea. And fueled. You are the epitome of white privilege. What are you afraid of? You have no to come up here. A fierce marathon of arguments. It's interesting. He's here. He doesn't seem to be too afraid. Oh, Biden's appearance may have been a surprise to some. He arrived here with an entourage of police detail and had quite a photo opportunity. He's in Los Angeles tomorrow for arraignment on federal tax evasion charges, nor those are accusations he denies. Scott McFarlane with all of that. Thank you. Well, turning now to the growing crisis at Boeing, one of the world's largest airplane manufacturers says it's working to ensure that something like the Alaska Airlines incident never happens again. Since Friday, the company's stock is down more than 8 percent or nearly $13 billion in market value. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is outside Boeing's production facility in Renton, Washington, where it makes the now grounded 737 MAX 9 jets. We're going to approach this, number one, acknowledging our mistake. Tonight, Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun is working to understand the breakdowns in the company's manufacturing and testing of new Boeing 737 MAX 9s rolling off the line at this Renton, Washington factory. Issues leading to a door panel blowing out in flight and the discovery of loose bolts on several other planes. I didn't know what happened to whoever was supposed to be in the seat next to that hole in the airplane. I got kids, I got grandkids, and so do you. 177 people were on that Alaska Airlines flight Friday night. Calhoun is now facing a second MAX crisis. He became CEO in the wake of the initial grounding of the 737 MAX after two deadly crashes linked to a design flaw killed 346 people. They need to be safe, reliable, and built to these specifications uh, with the reliability. Airline industry analyst Henry Hartevelt says it's more than just rebuilding credibility with airlines. If the public doesn't trust Boeing, they will eventually start to avoid Boeing planes and the airlines that fly them. With the MAX 9 grounded, Alaska has canceled more than a thousand flights, including during the upcoming holiday weekend. 807 more so far at United. Investigators are focusing on bolts holding the door panel in place. Bolts so far, they can't find. No aircraft is going to return to service until FAA has determined that it's safe. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Our concern and, and our uh, fidelity is not to uh, the success of any company. Uh, it is to the safety of the traveling public. Now, this comes as Boeing was looking to increase productivity here at the 737 plant in Renton. They have a huge backlog of orders for the MAX, more than 4,300 for airlines around the world. It makes up the vast majority of Boeing's outstanding order book. Nora. That's a lot of planes. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Well, tonight, the U.S. is weighing military options against Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen after the militants launched one of the largest missile attacks on cargo ships in the Red Sea. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who's in the region, warns, quote, there will be consequences. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from Israel near the Red Sea. Tonight, new images show the moment a British warship fired its air defense system at incoming attack drones in the Red Sea. 
three U.S. destroyers took part in repelling a barrage of drones and missiles. In addition to F-18 fighter jets taking flight from the deck of the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower aircraft carrier. The U.S. Military Central Command describes a complex attack launched by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen involving 18 drones, two cruise missiles, and one anti-ship ballistic missile. It is one of the largest of more than two dozen attacks on vital shipping lanes in the Red Sea since November 19th, when Houthi commandos brazenly boarded the Galaxy Leader cargo ship. And it comes just days after U.S. officials warned of consequences if Houthis kept launching assaults. Today, the White House doubled down on that threat. Make no mistake. At the time, U.S. vessels, commercial and military, and dozens of other merchant vessels were transiting in the area of this attack. Had they been hit, innocent lives very well could have been lost. The Houthis claim the aim is to disrupt the flow of goods here in the Red Sea, and Israel's navy has stepped up its own patrols. But these attacks from Iranian-backed rebels threaten to draw the United States directly into this conflict. And just today, there's been another report of a new drone attack on or near a U.S. base in Iraq. Nora? That is the big concern. Charlie Daggett, thank you. There's stunning news tonight in college football. The Crimson Tide is turning. Nick Saban, who has won more national championships than any other coach in the game, is retiring from the University of Alabama, where he's run the football program since 2007. And that is according to multiple reports, including ESPN. Saban, now 72, won six of his seven championships at Alabama. He's also served as head coach at Louisiana State, Michigan State, and the NFL's Miami Dolphins. There's no word yet if Saban plans to take another coaching job, but there are some openings in the NFL. All right, major U.S. cities are struggling to house thousands of migrants. We've got our in-depth report on the crisis. That's next. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, we continue our in-depth look at America's border crisis. The mayors of Chicago, New York City, and Denver say their cities have reached a breaking point due to a surge of migrants being bused from Texas. CBS's Maribel Gonzalez shows us the challenge in Chicago, where more than 34,000 migrants have arrived since 2022, with nearly half of them still in shelters. These are the latest asylum seekers to arrive in Chicago. After a long journey by bus from Texas, this commuter train ride is probably their shortest trip. 
With temperatures plunging, so are their fortunes, as they arrive only wearing T-shirts and blankets in a city struggling to keep up. Nearly 15,000 are in shelters and 550 currently waiting for a bed. With no place to go, some are sleeping in tents, city buses, and even at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Pastor John Zayas has been on the front line since the first bus arrived in August 2022. He's part of a 17-church citywide unity initiative to find migrants' temporary shelter. The issue is that it's coming so fast and it's hard for us to catch our breath. Many, like Jason Urdaneta from Venezuela, end up here, sleeping in tents, braving the cold temperatures. He was a mechanic back home, but says that wasn't enough to live on. Luckily for him and the others waiting, the chance for a warm bed is here. The lack of shelter is widespread. New York and Denver have received thousands of migrants, and efforts to house them are outspaced. Pastor Zayas continues to look anywhere and everywhere for migrants like Jason Urdaneta to stay the night. So it's kind of keeping that, that wheel rolling as people are moving and finding places to go and work. Riding towards the unknown in a city stretched to its limits. Maribel Gonzalez, CBS News, Chicago. Interesting reporting. All right, Facebook and Instagram take new steps to make their social media apps safe for, for teens. What parents need to know, that's next. The parent company of Facebook and Instagram is changing some of what teenagers can see when using its social media platforms. Meta says when users under 18 search for terms related to suicide, self-harm, and eating disorders, this type of content will now be blocked to younger teens, even if it's shared by someone they follow. Meta now says they will direct users to export resources for help. A piece of space history is getting ready for a new home. That's next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, the California Science Center in Los Angeles is getting ready for a new and really big exhibit. For the first time since its 25th and final mission in 2011, the Space Shuttle Endeavor is being moved into an upright launch position. It's expected to be a years-long process, but the first huge signs of progress are already reaching toward the sky. The booster rockets are already in place. The next piece to go upright will be the massive 150-feet-long external fuel tank. The Endeavor, which has been at the museum since 2012, will be the centerpiece 
of the new 200,000-square-foot Samuel Ocean Air and Space Center. That's pretty cool. All right, well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.